Hello everyone. Good afternoon. This is your mad yogi Eileen and I want to welcome our viewers on Facebook and IGTV and welcome as well to our listeners and our podcast on Anchor and wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome. Now, what we are going to talk about this afternoon is on the gift of boredom. Yeah, on the gift of boredom. Now, I know the title of this episode is a little out there, but trust me, this isn't a clickbait, yeah? The type of boredom that we are going to talk about isn't the one arising from disinterest. The, the one, but the one born out of a sudden lack of things to do, yeah? Whether that's perceived or actual. Now, who here is, um, let me just put it this way, who here is afflicted with the idea that we have to be busy all the time? Me, I'm raising my hand. For those on podcast, I am raising my hand to that. I am doing a mea culpa and I am one of those, yeah? That I have to be absolutely busy all the time. Um, I'm a child of the 80s when multitasking was birthed and it's just stuck with the generation. So even up to now, um, even though I'm already doing something, I have something on the side. Two or three things on the side. Now, but let me get back on track. For me, this second type of boredom, the one that arises out of um, that sudden lack of things to do, that second type of boredom actually gives us one of two things, or maybe even both of them, yeah? Number one is it's a signal for us to move from stagnation to growth. Or number two, it's an invitation to shift our thinking from being bored or that imperative to always be busy, shifting from that mindset to a mindset of resting and enjoying what I call the quiet spaces. Let me explain. Let me explain. Number one first, that signal to move from stagnation to growth. Let me give you a short story, yeah? Um, a social story from meaning to say I got it from social media. I saw an upload once from, from a friend of mine um, on social media that went along the lines of children should be allowed to get bored again because all their devices, all their time on their screens is creating a generation that is lacking of academics, artists, scientists, and athletes, implying that boredom is the petri dish of, um, of genius. So when I um, unpacked that, um, that, that mindset, I commented that the presence or absence of devices is beside the point with respect to the emergence of academics, artists, scientists, and athletes. Because boredom can still occur while our children's eyes are glued on the screen. 
Have you, have you, if you have children at home or if you're a parent or a carer, have you noticed that even though their, their eyes are glued on the screen, they seem to be watching something or even listening to something, and, and then you ask what it is that they were watching, they can't actually tell you what that is because nothing is actually going in. So there's still boredom there, even though their their eyes seem to be seem, seem to be engaged, right? Because what's important, this is what I, I I commented, what's important is how we as parents or as carers steer our children or, or our young people into activity, whether that's academic, creative, artistic, athletic, or any other activity that contributes to their enrichment. So being on or off a device is actually beside the point and, and just leaving them um, in a bored state is, is just the same as, as them stuck on their devices and nothing's coming in. Yeah, it's how we steer them to be productive individuals, to, to enrich their lives. Yeah, we can't just leave it up to them. That's, that's relinquishing our roles and our responsibilities as the adult in their lives. Um, Type in the comments what you think about that, and let's have a discussion about that. I think it deserves its its own um, live episode. But anyway, let me give you um, another example. Yeah, yeah. L let me use myself as another example. My favorite example. I mean, who else am I gonna use, right? I get bored so easily, so easily, and I use to hate the sensation. Yeah, I had strong self-judgment that I was wasting time and that I always, always had to be busy. Like I said, I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a child of multitasking. Yeah, that mindset of multitasking. I'm of that generation and, and it's, still, it's still with me. The thing about that is, yes, while I, I understand and I appreciate the merits of that, um, when downtime happens, there's such an enormous self-judgment I place on myself because I'm not busy. I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly left with, with um, time on my hands, yeah? But... As I grew in, in my self-awareness and self-kindness through, through yoga, through my study of, of yoga and implementing, actually implementing all of those um, concepts of self-care, of self-kindness, of non-judgment on myself, I shifted my mindset to a more positive spin to a more positive side, to one of opportunity and creativity. Because I'm, I'm a crafter. I'm also an artist by, by qualification, yeah? And by experience, I'm also an artist. So I shifted and I used that. I've gotten into the habit of having a mental list of things to do. 
Yeah, not not necessarily a to-do list, but just just something at the in the back of my of my head, like reading books, listening to podcasts or audiobooks. I love audiobooks, especially this year. I've I've developed a um, a love affair with audiobooks, um, crafting projects, especially um, when holidays or special occasions draw near. Yeah, now. Whenever I feel that itch of boredom creeping in, I just pick one of those. Um, for example, for um, audiobooks, yeah, with my mentality of multitasking, I can't just do one thing. I need to do at least two things or else I get bored with, um, with the thing that I'm doing because there, there will always be lulls. For example, in, in my business, my online um, yoga teaching business, there, there are lulls when I need to, to just shift my mind away from what it is I'm doing, just to give my, my mind that space to reshuffle things. The thing is, I find myself with that time and I can't I can't shut off my brain from my business. I still keep thinking about that. So I need something else. And enter audiobooks. So uh, I just, you know, I, I, I start an audiobook. Or I go back to an audiobook that I'm listening to. And that's enough for me to, to shut off my brain or give my my business brain that time to refresh or maybe to restart using computer analogies and um, and give myself a break from that skipping entirely that sensation of being bored yeah so if you're like me have an audiobook with you have a podcast with you or maybe if you're um, uh, if you like sketching things, just have a pad with you. Or if you like writing things, I always have a pen and paper beside me and I just write things, write things down. Even if that is related to, to my business, I write things down. Yeah, I, It affords me that, that um, forward button or skipping ahead, skipping the sensation of being bored entirely. Yeah. So let's go to second gift or second um, point. Um, on the second second point of enjoying the quiet spaces, quote unquote, the quiet spaces. That's how I label them. Sometimes our reaction to boredom, especially the self-judging kind, yeah, drinking to that because that's me or was me rather especially the self-judging kind comes from dread just that self-judgment we are so used to being busy and stressed ironically that when downtime comes along we don't know what to do with it and we feel bored yeah we feel like we ought to be busy, yeah, 
we've conditioned ourselves that that is our natural state to be stressed that and um subconsciously we actually like being in that place we actually thrive and relish being in that headspace yeah even though we say oh i don't want the stress i don't like living in stress we actually we subconsciously we actually relish being in that place so even when we do have other things to do as i mentioned before like reading listening to podcasts or audiobooks anything creative even doing yoga online yeah god or god forbid playing we can't seem to permit ourselves to just relax and enjoy these activities because they may not necessarily or in actuality be related to work or business or caring for others yeah it feels selfish but really that's just our self judgment talking and our ego as well because there's this romantic notion that we are so productive and so busy there's there's a, a skewed romance around being so busy yeah i wonder if anyone will comment um that that you're that let's do um uh, a support group here i was that i'm raising my my hand i was that and the first step is admitting yeah so if you're that as well bring put it down in the comments that you're that no judgment here um but what's so wrong about enjoying our downtime yeah i think about it wouldn't the reason that we have downtime is because we've finished whatever it is that's keeping us busy we've actually finished it and and that deserves a celebration and you deserve that reward of enjoying that quiet space in between the busy periods you deserve that quiet space you deserve that downtime yeah so let me give you let me give you an example let me give you um an analogy take a deep breath let's do a pranayama a breathing yeah take a deep breath slow breaths and focus slow long breaths yeah and focus on the spaces in between these spaces are just as essential to breathing as the inhalation and the exhalation without them the breath isn't complete and in fact breathing won't occur without them without these spaces in between let's say our busy moments of work and responsibility are the inhalations and the exhalations and the spaces in between the breaths are our quiet spaces our downtime if we are to manage responsibilities and make them into more productive non-stressful moments then we need the moments in between to rest 
If you judge and deny yourself that space to rest, that's like hyperventilating. Yeah, and you know that's not good for you. We all know that. We all know <laughs> that hyperventilating isn't good for us. So for this coming holiday seasons, for our podcast listeners, I am I'm doing this uh, in December of 2020. Anyway, when the kids are done with school and you are done with work, or when you just find yourself with extra time and you start finding that you're getting bored, yeah, you have a choice. Fill your time with something that you derive pleasure, enjoyment, and enrichment from, or have a rest and recharge. And these are the gifts of boredom because it affords us that opportunity to rest and recharge or to enjoy something entirely different from what usually keeps us busy. It affords us the time for enrichment and enjoyment, and it affords us the time to rest and recharge and recuperate. So I hope you enjoyed that. Type in the comments um, what you think about that, what you think about boredom. Um, for our podcast listeners, you are invited to join us um, at, in our Mad Yogi Tribe Facebook group um, and our IG, um, IG profile as well, Instagram profile as well. Have a safe new year if I don't go live and not be able to greet you before the, before the turnover of, of the new year. And I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to our Mad Yogi podcast. I hope you got something from this episode and I look forward to you joining me next time. If you want curated, practical, and affordable on-demand yoga classes, courses, and other yoga resources, come and join me on madyogi.net. That's madyogi.net. Bye!